This is Rabbi Aaron Box to uh, Temple Beth Shalom in Ocala, Florida. Once again, uh, this is uh, my podcast of the week. You know, I, I've been thinking today about a lot of things that are that are happening uh, in my life, in the life of um, all Jewish clergy, and really all Jewish uh, communal workers, whether they're clergy or not, because. Coming up to the High Holy Days is the busiest time of the year for us, and there's so many things that we have to do. I think about religious school principals and all of the educational stuff that they have to plan and work on. Uh, you know, all the religious school kids that have to put together all of the different aspects of the sukkah that that like all the different things that go that hang up that are hung up in the sukkah for decorations. I think about uh, cantors who are, you know, busily preparing cue sheets and pr- busily preparing. You know all the music that they have to prepare and 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 sing and get ready for and getting sure that they're making sure that their voices is practiced and well uh, uh, trained for the songs that are that they're going to and the melodies and the prayers they're going to be chanting and of course rabbis also do that uh, and uh, you know rabbis and cantors kind of do a lot of the same things with the cue sheets and the getting ready for services and putting together all the melodies and the liturgy and. And especially in a congregation where you've only got one rabbi or one cantor, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of work for one person to do. And of course, a lot of times people don't understand why it's so hard or why it's so takes so much time to really prepare and get ready for the high holidays. Because it's not just about writing services or putting together services or writing sermons or putting together uh, cue sheets for the services, or there's so much more. There's also, you know, in the month of Elul, which is the 30 days immediately preceding Rosh Hashanah, uh, the new year, the Jewish new year, it's supposed to be a time of, of a genuine reflection and uh, thinking about all of the different ways that we have wronged and been wronged in the in the previous year and what we can do differently and better in the next year. Uh, and that takes a lot of time as well, a lot of energy as well. And, and you have to really give yourself enough time, enough quality time to actually do that. It's not about necessarily keeping a journal or, uh, you know, writing into your schedule you know, journal time or reflection time, but it really is about writing into your schedule 15 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour, if not every day, every other day, or every few days, to think about what it means to do better and to be better and what it means to atone for the sins, the mistakes you've made. And what about the mistakes that you aren't aware of? So there's a lot of thought that goes into that. You know, what mistakes could I have made in the last year that I'm not even aware that I made? Or what mistakes have I made that people have told me about that 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 wasn't what I thought it was? Or maybe my intention wasn't to make a mistake, but I made a mistake nonetheless. And there's a lot of that too. Um, And, you know, we have this time this time of teshuvah, this time of, of reflecting on those mistakes. And the teshuvah part is not just saying I'm sorry and moving on. The teshuvah part is really all of the things that it's going to take, all of the actions one has to take to really turn around, to really 
not just look behind and see what you did, but also to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Uh, of course, you know, no one, especially not God, expects human beings to be perfect. But we are supposed to learn from the mistakes that we make and try very, 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 very hard not to make the same mistakes twice. Uh, sometimes it, it happens, and we have to own that and understand that as human beings we do that sometimes. But we still have to, to do, our, do what we can, do our best to, to make up for it, uh, to atone for it, to, to truly, with, mo with, with sincere intention, uh, mean what you are intending to do or what you're trying to do and not just going through the actions and going through the words. Um, so there's, there's all of that as well. And, and uh, I think about as a rabbi, you know, I have 120 ish families in my congregation and let's just say that there's three people in every home. So that's anywhere between three and 600 people, depending on, on how, if you look at the number of people that, that are in each family, um, that my job is not to necessarily please all of them all the time, but my job is to be a soundboard for them, to, to help them recognize who their truest selves are and how they can be their truest selves, their best selves. And um, that requires a lot of, of listening and a lot of observing and thinking about what people say. In my first congregation, uh, in one of my first evaluations, um, they, they told me that I was a hungry listener, someone that, that really genuinely cares about and wants to hear feedback. And it's true. I still believe today, if, if you approach me with constructive feedback, I'm very eager to hear and to learn and to become a better person, father, rabbi, husband, friend, brother, son, all those things, and so much more. Um, so part of being a rabbi is listening a lot. Um, I will admit that although I, I do a very, I believe, a pretty good job of listening when it comes to feedback about myself, I also recognize I need to do a better job of listening in general. Uh, sometimes congregants will come to me with an idea and I'm already in my mind formulating a response or a, 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 an, an, uh, an argument with it or against it before I, I'm even really hearing what they had to say. Um, years and years ago, so we're talking... 16, 17 years ago, uh, maybe 18 years ago, um, I was sitting in the office of the religious school principal at uh, Temple Emanuel in Atlanta. Her name, was, her name is Gloria Laffitt. She's not the director there anymore, but she was the director of religious school when I was there. And this is right after I, I was accepted uh, into HUC to go to rabbinical school. And she, she pointed to a coil on her wall, and it said something like, 97% of the people in the world, when you're talking to them, they're already formulating a response before you're finished. 3% of the people listen, think, and then respond. And she said to me, um, with all the love and respect that she could possibly give me, 
she said, Aaron, you need to be a part of that 3%. You need to learn to be a part of that 3%. And this many years later, I, I hope that I'm a better example of that. I know that sometimes I do need to work even more on that. Um, but it's part of my genuine reflection during the month of Elul. It's part of all of the prep work. You know, if I get up in front of my congregation on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and I speak about all the things that, that we need to do to be good, moral, ethical Jews, I have to do my best to be at the top of my game there as well. And um, it's rough sometimes and tough, but it can be accomplished. So at the end of the day, this time period, take some time, reflect, and think. Really, really, really think about what you, where you are, where you want to be, who you are, who you want to be, and ultimately what it's going to take for you to accomplish that. Uh, that's my message for this week. I, uh, I hope that you all have a wonderful rest of your week, and um, I'll be back next week.